What is going on? Thank you so much for joining the J Makopa podcast. This is the fuel to your faith and the death to your doubts. I hope you enjoy this message. Let's get into it. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining me once again right here at the J Makopo podcast. I'm so happy that you guys are here. If you are someone who always listens to the podcast, I need to give you an extra immersive. If um, it is your first time listening, I need to give you and send you a special extra immersive. But in the week, there are a couple people who shout out to the podcast and I just need to give you guys some love. All right, because you guys mean a lot and I appreciate it when you let people know about the podcast and that you are listening. So right now I need to give Inglisa a sock Kualiwa, an extra immersive. And I also need to give oh, Yone, yes. Mashamba, an extra immersive. Thank you so much, oh, guys, yes. for letting people know that you're listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me. Also, shout out to everyone who subscribes to the YouTube channel. Everyone on Apple Podcasts who leaves uh, reviews. I have 29 reviews. Thank you so much for all the kind words uh, and just for the encouragement for me to keep going. If you have not yet uh, uh, reviewed the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please do that it would go a long way for me but i want you guys to know also that this wednesday on the 5th of august this wednesday on the 5th of august we're going live on instagram it's going to be interactive uh but i'm collaborating with tammy and it's going to be fantastic some of you some of you don't know tammy yet but you'll know her on uh, the wednesday so it's going to be good be there wednesday 9 p.m uh shop and uh, we're hoping it's gonna go for an hour, okay? <laughs> but we have some cool things planned. But it's gonna be fantastic. Now that all those announcements are out of the way, and now that you're relaxed, maybe you've got your cup of coffee or tea, and you're ready to listen to the podcast. Let's get into it. I'm gonna pray, then we're gonna get into this. All right? Let's pray. When I come before you, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much for your mercy. I thank you that everyone who is listening right now will be impacted by your word. I God, I thank you, God, for this podcast. I thank you for everyone who's listening. I'm believing that this would be a breath of life and of freshness in our hearts that would encourage us and challenge us to be more of who you're calling us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Now, the title of this message is called Bad Company bad company you know there's a there's a a saying that says show me your friends and i will show you your future that is so true but it's not just a saying that someone has said it's actually a biblical concept that we find a biblical truth and a principle we find in the bible in first corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 it says do not be misled bad company corrupts good character i'm going to read it again don't be misled another way we can say this is don't be dizzy don't get dizzy and think that if you're around bad company it's not affecting you first corinthians chapter 13 verse 33 it says do not be misled bad company corrupts good character now character you see reputation a lot of people are trying to build their reputation, whether it's on social media or just how people know you. People are building reputation. Now, reputation is what people think about you, but your character is what God knows about you. You see, when God wants to use someone's life, and if God is going to use your life, he's not going to look to your reputation. He's not going to look to what people are saying about you. God knows you. God is watching you 24-7. He knows your behaviors. He knows what you do behind closed doors. He knows your thoughts. And 
if God is going to use a man and if God is going to use a woman, he is going to use a person who has a good character. Can someone say amen? So if you are around bad company, God or God's uh, potential, the potential of God using you is going to be affected. If you are finding yourself around bad company, it is going to affect uh, the potential of how much God can use your life. So this message is me speaking a word that is going to also bring a covering over the calling over your life. This word is a covering over the what God would call you to do with your life. Can somebody say amen today? Now we're going to go in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 6 to 15 the book of second thessalonians chapter 6 uh to 15 now i want you to know one thing that in this is the book of second thessalonians in the first book of thessalonians uh paul was speaking to the church and he was telling them how to they must follow god they must love one another in a light that jesus is coming back one day that jesus is that there's going to be a, a returning of jesus and jesus will yeah will come back and god is going to move and he's going to show his glory and his power and his splendor now when people heard this in their mind, they thought, okay, no, if Jesus is going to come, if God is going to come, God's going to move, then we're just going to wait for that to happen. We're just going to change our lives. We're not going to work anymore. We're going to quit and we're just going to wait. Now, Paul writes this. Now, let's read in this passage, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 to 15. It says, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teachings that you have received from us. For you yourselves know that how you ought to to follow our example. We were not idle when we were among you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right for such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who's unwilling to work shall not eat. When uh, we hear that some among you are idle and disruptive, they are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Take special note of anyone who does not obey our instruction in this letter. Do not associate with them in order that they may feel ashamed yet do not regard them as an enemy but warn them as a fellow believer you see paul is speaking to this church and he's telling them guys be productive and this is what i'm saying to you today it is god's will for your life that you are someone who is productive someone who contributes you see what people were doing is they said okay god is going to move so if god's going to move all we're going to do is wait for god to move they were saying if god is going to move all we're going to do is just maybe sit back and just wait for it. We're going to dream it. We're going to envision it. We're going to hope for what God's going to do. But Paul is saying, no, don't just sit there. You need to be working. You need to be contributing. You need to be productive with your life. Now, second Thessal- uh, I just want to clear something out before we go forward, just so we are on the same page, everyone. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, for even when, when, we, when we were with you, this is 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10 
For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Now, some people will say, hey, but I am not working. I am unemployed. The Bible is not speaking about people who are unemployed. You see, you can still work even though you're unemployed. The Bible is saying that no matter where you find yourself, you must be contributing. If you were in church, if you were in a church, you must be contributing to the church. If you're in a family, you must be contributing to the family. If you're in a friend group, you must be contributing. Wherever you find yourself, that you, mu you must be working, you must be helping whatever community you find yourself that you are a part of. Can someone say amen? The days of you just sitting and watching people work must come to an end. The days of you just watching people contribute to what God is doing, to the kingdom of God. You're watching people serve. You're watching people work. You're watching people build their visions. And you're just sitting back and you're hoping that good things are going to happen in your life. Those days must come to an end. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that you must stay away from people who are just hoping and who are not working. Stay away from people who are just hoping that God is going to move and, and they're not actually contributing to the kingdom of God at the same time. So I'm praying that you are listening and your ears are open because this is something that is going to impact your life. You know, when, when you think about uh, an athlete, if an athlete is going to be at their best, there are things that the athlete has to leave behind. If an athlete, think about the best uh, sports people, that if they are going to be their best, it always means there are things they must leave behind. They must leave behind uh, diets. They must leave behind the way that they used to sleep. They must leave behind the way that they used to spend their time. But I'm telling you also, when God calls you and when you step into your calling, if you're going to be the best version of yourself, there are things you're going to have to leave behind. There are attitudes you're going to have to believe, leave behind. There are beliefs you're going to have to leave behind. There are ways of living you're going to have to leave behind. But now, we are focusing today that the Bible is actually pointing out that there are people that you're going to have to leave behind. Now, I find many times when messages like these are preached, it is hard for people to, to, to take it in and it's hard for people to apply it because sometimes the people that you must maybe spend time away from are not people who have hurt you necessarily, are not people who have offended you, but they are bad company. And, some, and, and I want to encourage you that if you truly want to walk into the best of what God has for you, that then, then pay heed and pay attention to what the Bible is telling you. Take heed, I mean, I mean to what the Bible is saying, that there is a bad company that you can find yourself around. There are people that are not good for your calling. There are people that are not good for your purpose. They are people who are not good for your work ethic. They are people who are not good for your vision. And if you truly want to step into the fullness of what God has called you to do, they are people you're going to have to stay away from. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, it says in the name, chapter 3 in, in the passage we just read, it says in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you brothers and sisters to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not not live according to the teaching that you have received from us. You see, you, we cannot act like the Bible doesn't say this. We cannot act like the Bible doesn't say you must stay away from every... Now, now, the thing that it actually, that is like, whoa, it, because sometimes we think the Bible tells you to stay away from people who don't believe in God or non-believers or people who are not following the, the laws of God and following the commandments of God. We think, oh, we must stay away from those people. This passage is actually saying there are some believers that you must stay away from. There are some people who believe what you believe 
who you must actually stay away from. It says, keep away from every believer who is idle and who is disruptive. Now, check this out. I don't want, like I said, I don't want you to listen to this, this podcast and get dizzy. I don't want you to be a dizzy Christian. Can I tell you one way that Christians become dizzy? Believers become dizzy. God's people become dizzy. It's when you pick up the Bible. When you pick it up and then you read what it's saying and then what you start doing is you start to look at other people and you begin to say, hey, do, are they doing this? Are they doing that? No, you're becoming dizzy when you do that. You're becoming dizzy. You're, you're looking at, hey, are, are you doing this? Are you doing this? No, what, it always, what you always need to do, it, you need to understand that it always starts with you. The checkup must always begin with you. Now, what we are going to go through is find out ways that we can become good company. Ways that you can be good company because you may find out that you have been bad company. You may find out that it is your way of thinking that is causing someone else's character to go down. You may find out that it's your ways of behavior, the way you live your life that is causing other people's characters to be corrupted and to be ruined. Now, let's go through three ways that you can become good company that you can be good company do you want to be good company i want to be good company let's figure this thing out three ways first way is that you must change the patterns of your life in second thessalonians chapter 3 verse 8 to 9 8 to 9 it says nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it on the contrary we worked night and day laboring and toiling so we would not be a burden to any of you we did this not because we do not have the right for such help but in order to to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. What Paul does is he says that we have set up a model. We've set up a pattern for you guys to imitate. They came um, uh, as leaders. They came among the church and they said, you know what? We're going to show you a pattern of life because the pattern of life determines how far you will get in life. The pattern of your life is always going to determine where you will find yourself in your, in your life. Now, check this out. Where you are at right now in your life is because of the patterns of your life. That's, that's a fact. That's a big fact. Where you are at right now in your life is because of the patterns in your life. The way that you spend your week, the way you spend your time, the way you think, the things that you are involved in, all of these patterns are the reason why you are where you are at right now. So sometimes you may be saying you are frustrated with where you are at. You are frustrated with how life is looking for you. You must take time to look at the patterns of your life. Now, the Bible says you must stay away from anyone who is idle. Now, there's sometimes there's idleness in the patterns of your life. Now, what does idle, idleness mean? One aspect of being idle, it is someone who has the ability to be productive but is not now the picture of that is you getting into a car you put the key in you start the car and then you just stay in the car now there's nothing wrong with the car the car can move the wheels are fine the engine is fine the car is 100 good it's ready to go but it is not going now when the bible says stay away from believers who are idle it says stay away from people who have the ability to do something but they are not doing it you are in church and you can help. You can move things forward, but you're not doing it. You are in your family and you can help. You can wash the dishes. You can um, clean the house, but you're not doing it. You are in a family or wherever you find yourself, you're in a business, you're employed and you can do things, but you are choosing not to. You are idle. You have the ability to do it, but you're not doing it. You see, the Bible says those people are the people you must stay away from.
And actually not just focusing on the people you must stay away from, but make sure you're not that type of person. You can't be a person that you have the ability. You see, the Bible is not calling you to do things you can't do. The Bible is not telling you that you must be someone that you can't be. The Bible is saying that the things that are in your hands, your abilities, the things that you can do, you better be doing that. Because when you are doing what you can, you are good company. If you are doing what you can, then you will be building people up in your life. If you are doing what you can, then the people around you will be encouraged and their character will arise. But if you are idle, you have the ability, you have the time, you have the talent, but you're not doing it, then the Bible says, actually, people must stay away from you because you're going to corrupt people's character. Can someone say, amen? I hope this is reaching you. Now, another reason why some people are idle is just with the same example as a car. It is you are in a car, but you are surrounded by cars that are going slow. Now, this is why the Bible says that you must stay away from believers who are idle. It's because it is, imagine you are on a highway, you are in a Ferrari or you are in a Bugatti, you are in a fast car. But if that Ferrari is surrounded by cars that are going slow, that Ferrari is not going anywhere fast. If, if a Ferrari or a Bugatti or any fast car is surrounded by cars that are moving slow, if it is surrounded by cars that are not moving at their full potential, then that car is not going to move at its full potential. So this is why the Bible is telling you that if you are looking around yourself and you're finding people who are not living to their highest level or who are not pushing to do their best, the Bible says move away from those people because it's going to affect your character. And what did we speak about character? God wants to use people with character. So if you are around people who are not living at their best, it affects your character and your character impacts on your calling. Can someone say amen? So you better, you better watch the patterns of your life and make sure that the patterns of your life are patterns that are not going to hold you back, patterns that are not going to be limiting you, but you need patterns that are going to bring growth to your life. And also watch the patterns of the lives of people around you. Are they idle? Or are they pushing forward? Number two is you need to have foresight. Or another way of saying that you need to think ahead. You see, um, when you are playing sports, if, if you watch sports or any type of sports, the person who the ball is passed to, if you want to play and you want to score, you want to win the game, and you're playing with the ball, let's say, for example, it's soccer, and you're, you're, maybe you, you have the ball with you, you're going to pass the ball to somebody who is away from the crowd. Someone who is not surrounded by people. Because if you pass the ball who, to someone who is surrounded by people, whether it's basketball or whatever, then that person could drop the ball or that person could be distracted. Now, I give you this picture because God wants to give you vision and God wants to give you ideas. God wants to give you a perspective. God wants to give you wisdom for you to fully be who he's calling you to be. But can I tell you something? God cannot give you vision if you are surrounded by the wrong company. God cannot give you a high purpose if you are surrounded by the wrong company. Because if God passes an assignment to you, but you are surrounded by the wrong company, you're going to drop the ball. If God passes you a powerful vision, but you're surrounded by bad company, you're going to drop the ball. If God has this great idea or this great 
vision and wisdom that he wants to pass to you, but you're surrounded by the wrong company, you're going to fumble the ball and you're going to cause a loss to the kingdom of God. So the Bible again tells you stay away from those type of people. You have to have uh, foresight. You have to think ahead and begin to place yourself in a position where God can use you. You see, don't just focus on today. Don't just focus on today. When you focus only on today, you are going to miss what God could be doing in the future. Can someone say amen? You see, there are some people who they, they will say things like, I don't understand why I must do this today because I don't see the difference today. I don't see the results today. But when you are someone with foresight, when you are someone who can see beyond today, then you understand that there are things that you must do today that are going to impact tomorrow, that how you use today is going to impact tomorrow. And actually, you must be using today as a seed that you will reap the rewards of at a later stage. Now I want to read this verse quickly in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 11. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 11 it says we hear that among you there are people who are idle and disruptive. It says they are not busy. The verse says they are not busy. They are busy bodies. Now there's a difference between being busy and being a busy body. You see a busy body it just means your body is busy. Have you ever seen those people who say hey I have to go to lunch here. Hey I have to go to a meeting here. Hey I have to do this. Hey I'm, I'm going to go to this other event. Hey there's another launch that's happening at this place. I'm going here. I'm going here. They are moving everywhere but when you clear the dust actually when you, when you, when you, when you begin to be a critical thinker eh? When you begin to think and you begin to say, actually, let me look at this person's life. Let me clear this dust of this busyness. Sometimes you find out that they are so moving around and they look busy, but there is no productiveness that's coming from their life. Have you ever seen someone who is so busy, they are moving left and right, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're here, they are there, they are now here, then they are gone. But when you look at what is actually coming, what is the substance, they are not there is nothing that's coming out of it. That's the second part of idleness. You have a meaningless busyness. You are just a busy body. But when you are busy, when you are busy with what God has called you to do, when you are busy with the vision God has placed over your life, when you are busy having focus, can I tell you something? What you are doing now, it may not look like anything is happening now. When you are building something that is real, when you are busy, it right now, it may look like what you are doing is isn't big right now it may look like what you're doing isn't isn't significant but in the future people will see oh we see what you were busy with but when you are a busy body it looks like things are happening now it looks like great things are happening in your life now it looks like people are calling your name and you have a busy schedule but in the future we will look at you and say actually what were you doing what were you doing? The Bible is telling you, don't be a busybody, but actually be busy. Be productive. Be building something. Don't be over-involved, but under-evolved. I want to say that again. Don't be over-involved. There are some people who you are busy with this place, with this club, you're with this activity. You're here, you're here, you're here. You're, you're so busy. You're over-involved, but you're under-evolved. There's no change that's happening. There's no production that's happening. There's no progress that you are pushing. You are just over 
are involved, but you are under-evolved. You need to find yourself getting busy with what God has called you to do and start pushing progress. Number three, hey, I'm spending a lot of time on becoming good company. Number three is you must know your purpose. And I'm just going to go through this really quickly. Know your purpose. Some people say that they don't know their purpose. They're struggling to know their purpose. Your purpose is not connected to your position. Your purpose is not defined by your position. Your purpose is defined by the people around you, wherever you find yourself. You see, some people say, I don't have purpose. I'm struggling with my purpose. But you are saying that really, actually you're saying, I'm struggling to know what position I, I should be in. I'm struggling to know what I should be doing. I want you to know quickly, right now, let's clear this out. Once and for all, all the people who listen to this podcast understand that your purpose is not defined by your position. If you think your purpose is defined by your position, you're going to find yourself becoming a position chaser. And you'll be chasing position. You'll find yourself kissing up to people. You'll find yourself becoming a people pleaser because you're trying to attain a certain position because you think purpose means position. But the truth is purpose is defined by the people that you are impacting purpose is defined by the impact and the change and the blessing you're bringing in the lives of the people around you so please understand no matter where you find yourself you have a purpose if you know your purpose your purpose is to know god and to make him known your purpose is to be blessed and to be a blessing to those around you then you will be moving towards that direction with all your heart it doesn't matter where you will find yourself it doesn't matter what position you find yourself in you will have passion in the position because you understand your purpose understand this a person who does not have passion in their position is someone who does not understand what purpose is but someone who understands purpose will find passion in any position they find themselves in because they know that their purpose is defined not by position but by the people around them now i want to say something to you today are you encouraged are you challenged to grow Are you challenged to grow? Are you challenged to work? Are you challenged? Because if you are not challenged, then you are most likely in a bad company. If you're not challenged to grow in your walk with God, you're most likely in bad company. If you're not challenged to grow in your career, you're most likely in bad company. If you're not challenged that you should grow as a person, then you're most likely in a bad company. Now, the thing is, growth is uncomfortable. And most people, to be honest, all of us will will most likely want to be around people who will make us comfortable. The comfort zone and the, and the, the seeking of comfort is... Is the thing that most naturally will come to you. Seeking comfort is the thing that you are most likely going to lean towards. But again, I want us to understand that God is not calling you just to live in the natural. God is calling you to walk in the supernatural. And the supernatural will often call you to walk in things that are uncomfortable. You see, the Paul was speaking to these people and saying, guys, wake up. You have to work. Wake up. You have to be productive. Wake up you have to contribute you have to sweat you it it is going to be uncomfortable this is the life you must live even though god is going to move even though god has promised that his presence will come even though god has promised he will do things in your life you have to be working you have to be working and it's going to be uncomfortable now now, what I find a lot of times in, in, in our Christian circles and in as we serve God, a lot of people, I call these people Roko Mamas and Roko Papas. Okay, Roko Mamas are the ladies and the Roko Papas are the ladies. When they come into our faith, when they seek God, some people, they come to God as a Roko Mama. Oh, 
Don't be a Rocco Mama. Don't be a Rocco Papa. Don't come to God as a Rocco Papa. Now, who are these people? Rocco Mamas and Rocco Papas. These are people who come to faith, who come to believing in God, who come to seeking God. But the way they do it is they want to choose on a menu what they want and what they don't want. They come in and they say, you know what? Yes, I want blessing. Yes, but I don't want sacrifice. No, 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 no. Sacrifice, I don't want that. Um, I want prosperity. Yes, I want prosperity, but I don't want challenges. No, I don't want challenges. They come and they want to pick and choose what part of faith they want. They come into God's word and they want to pick and choose what part of God's word they want to choose on. They want to come to look into church and they want to say, hmm, what am I going to do? I want to pick and choose what I want to do in church and the things that are hard about church I don't want to do the things that are hard about living in community they don't want to do they just want the good things they want to choose their combo Don't be the type of person who wants to just choose the combo. Don't be a type of person who just says you want to live life on your own terms. I want to remind you that we call God our Lord. We call Jesus the Lord. It means that he is the one who sets the rules. Jesus is king and we are the servants. He says jump. We say how high. He sets the rules and we follow them. You can't come into faith and say, I want to choose how I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to choose how I'm going to be a believer. This is what leads people to saying things like, I am spiritual. When people say, I am spiritual, simply what they are saying is they are trying to determine their own terms and saying that spirituality must work how they want it to work. Don't be a Rocco Mama. Don't be a Rocco Papa. This is not a place where we decide our combos. God determines the lives we live and we follow him because what he has decreed and what he has chosen is right and it is perfect for our lives. In the book of 2 Thessalonians, as we just read in the previous chapter, it says, do not associate with these people. It says, in order that they feel ashamed. So it says, move away. So if God has put a vision on your life, it says, leave them behind. People who want to be idle, people who want to be disruptive, People who don't want to push progress. People who don't want to contribute to the vision of God. People who don't want to contribute to the kingdom of God. People who don't want to contribute to what we are doing here on earth. To, to maybe it's a vision. Maybe it's a church. Maybe it is something we're trying to accomplish for the good of others and for the glory of God. People who don't want to step into it, leave them behind so that they must feel ashamed. You see, some people, they, some people say, hey, you guys are leaving without me. You're leaving without me. Good! Hey, you guys, you guys are doing these things without me. Good. You must feel ashamed so that you must want to join what God is doing. And it says, but don't regard them as an enemy. So the Bible is not telling us we cut people off. If people are not pushing as we are pushing, if people are not pushing progress, if people are not moving on the direction God is calling us, the Bible is not saying that we must cut them off. The Bible says that we must leave them behind. So we're not cutting people off. We don't cut them off, but we leave them behind. If you are not going to pray, then we have to go because you don't want to pray. If you don't want to serve in church, we're going to leave you behind. It says leave them behind. Don't stay with the group. You see, I see a lot of people make this mistake and don't make that mistake where you are saying, I want to be with these people because I want to encourage them to serve. I want them to be as, as passionate as I am. Some people are not going to be as passionate as you are. They are not going to be, and the Bible is telling you that you must leave them behind so that they must see your progress, feel ashamed, and then 
by grace they would want to join you on your journey so it says do not regard them as an enemy but warn them as a fellow believer now i want to give you five warnings the bible says that i must warn you so i'm gonna warn you because you are fellow believers because you are friends because i care about you i want to give you five warnings warning number one is if you forget productivity you must forget prosperity Listen, if you forget about prosperity, if, if you say you want to forget being productive, you must forget about having a, pros- a prosperous life. Warning number two, if you don't work, you won't win. I see too many people saying, this is my dream car. This is my dream house. I see too many people saying, I want God to use me powerfully in my generation. I, I, I want God to use my life, but they are not working. If you don't work, you will not win. Understand, that's a warning to you. If you are not working, you will not win. Number three, if you don't sweat now, you will regret later. That's warning number three to you. If you're not sweating now, building what God is calling you to do. If you're not sweating now, building the vision that God has placed over your heart. If you're not sweating now in prayer, if you're not sweating now in reading God's word, if you're not sweating now in making a difference in our world, then you are going to regret later. Warning number four. Number four is if you are not focused, you'll be unnoticed. If you're going to walk through your life unfocused, you're busy, caught up by all these different things, you are going to be unnoticed in your future. Number five is don't just look cute contribute number five don't just look cute contribute you have to be someone wherever you find yourself contribute guys especially when you're finding yourself one example is in church you can't just be someone in church and you're not contributing if something is placed in your hands whatever is placed in your hands it must get better you see i see too many times we have people who are doers doers are people who just do something that if someone is something is placed in your hands you just do it but you need to not just be a doer you need to be a maker you need to be someone who creates things you need to be someone who brings a, a new life to things you need to be someone who brings new vision to things god is wants to use your life but you have to understand that you need to be someone who is productive you need to be a contributor you need to be someone who brings growth wherever you find yourself i'm talking about at home i'm talking about at church i'm talking about at your high school i'm talking about in your work environment you must be making things better contribute the book of hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 to 30 to 23 to 25 it says let us hold unswervingly unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how he how how we consider how we must spur one another towards love and good deeds not giving up meeting one another as meeting together as some people are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day coming the bible says that we must consider how you may spur one another now the word spur is not spur i know some of you are hungry now not spare not spare i know i know some of you are thinking about spare ribs don't read the bible and think we're talking about spare i i know don't worry don't worry some of you you said spare spare beggar be- no we're not talking about beggars the bible says we must spur one another on so it says sometimes you must irritate you must incite people that they must move they must grow now again that we're speaking about good company sometimes you have to confront the people in your circle confront them to grow confront the people in your circle that they must take the next step confront them that they can't be idle they have talents they have ability they have time but they're doing nothing 
we must incite and we must irritate and we must cause people to say we can we cannot afford our lives and we cannot afford our callings to be lost we cannot afford our purposes to lose their effectiveness we cannot afford to lose the passion and the impact that we must have in our lives so we must spur one another on and it is confrontational now some people don't want to be confronted i want to tell you if you don't want to be confronted that means you want to stay complacent and if you stay complacent it means you say you don't want to grow now i want to spur you on today i want to spur you on and i want to say look i know that you are looking at your life and you know that you are not at the best that you could be you're not working at your your full potential now i want to tell you that you must change yourself that you must recognize your patterns recognize your patterns number two you must be forward thinking number three you must realize that your purpose is in the people around you know your purpose i want to spur you and this whole podcast is here to spur you to tell you to spur you on to say be someone who does good deeds be someone who produces be someone who contributes be someone who adds value be someone who changes situations wherever you find yourself you must bring change wherever you find yourself whatever friendship you find yourself in the people around you must change but i want to say first corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 it says do not be misled don't get dizzy don't be dizzy bad company corrupts good character the bible is not saying that hey in your friend group you're going to be the one to bring change the bible says that if you're in a bad group of friends or if you're in a bad company it's going to affect you the bible that's what the bible says now sometimes we preach this thing to say impact our world but yes we must impact our friends but if the company you are around and surrounded with is bad company i'm telling you your character is going to be corrupted corruption means rotting so it means over time so you can be around people and it looks like everything is okay for now but over time your character is going to be affected i'm calling you today to step away from bad company and sometimes bad company are believers now we're going to pray because i want you to i want us to say this prayer to say god may i not be bad company may my life my words my actions not cause someone else's character to be affected negatively but god also god if i am surrounded by bad company help me to distance myself from them and to find good company let us pray god i come before you i thank you for your word thank you that sometimes your word is is confrontational but god we do need this if we're going to be our great vessels to bring you glory god all of this is for your glory i pray god that we would be the type of people that we would arise up and that we would understand that our time is very important and we want to bring you glory so god i pray that may we be aware if we are around bad company but god also i pray that we would also confront ourselves if we have abilities if we have talents if we have time if we're in our churches and we are not contributing god i pray may we repent i pray god that if we're in our families and that we are not contributing to our families i pray my god may we repent i pray my god that in any place we find ourselves in our workplaces may we repent if we are not contributing god may we be good company but also god may we find good company god may we be aware of even believers people who call themselves christians and if they are not if they are idle if they are not moving if they're doing nothing god may we be aware of them and may we stay away from them my god that they may be ashamed and eventually follow us on our journey of being the best versions of ourselves in the mighty name of jesus we pray and we all said amen amen i just want to clarify that the best version of yourself is christ likeness it's not that we are trying to be the best version of ourselves we're trying to be like christ thank you so much for listening to the jma copper podcast i appreciate you so much see you at the live on wednesday at nine o'clock the 5th of august uh but other than that god guys god is love i love you so much if you're listening on apple 
Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you guys. Please share the link. Uh, it would go a long way and I believe people will be blessed. Take care. Uh, God is love. See you next time, next Sunday. Yeah, guys, I always don't know how to end these things, but take care. <laughs> Peace out. God is love. I love you. We are done. We're out. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the JMO Copper podcast. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and also share it with all your loved ones and even the haters. <laughs> okay, take care, guys.